0: folks welcome to this week's episode of the physical education podcast so continuing on from this week's newsletter i'm gonna discuss basically why i don't really talk that much about about back pain so obviously my company is called the back pain coach and if you follow my content i hope you do um you'll notice that i don't really talk that much about what you might expect from the back pain coach it's not a lot of Here's a stretch for back pain. And here's a little exercise for back pain. I don't do a huge amount of that. And I sort of understand that that might, um, that might surprise people. and might catch them off guard. And at times it might be a bit frustrating. Uh, I can totally understand that. So I kind of want to explain the ultimate rationale behind that and so, so that you can kind of understand why I'm going for something completely different for the most part. And if you can understand that, you can kind of get behind it and it makes more sense. So that's another part of what I try to do is help things make sense so that you understand them. You know, you really understand them for yourself. And it kind of then takes care of itself because you're working from a place of, of understanding rather than just going along with, with uh, random advice. So why don't I talk about back pain that much in, in this very kind of typical sense so if you suppose that you have chronic back pain which pre- possibly you do if you're listening to this or if you're interested in my work you've got chronic back pain and you have <coughs> excuse me a couple of options maybe you are you have complete faith in the medical system so you go you know you go to your doctor and you go down that sort of modern medicine route and you follow their advice and you do, you stay within that system, that's sort of one major option. And the other major option, uh, and they, they often often you'll experience both because you'll be disillusioned with the one and then what you'll go on to do is go to, for the alternative world. So the world of chiropractic, herbs, acupuncture, diet, all that sort of stuff that the one side would call quackery and so on. So we all likely have varying degrees of experience with both of these areas. My personal story is of dealing with health issues from a young age where you just, I mean, you just go to the doctor and you're not really independent. You know, you're dependent on your parents. And they bring you to the doctor because where else would they bring you? And you go through that sort of system. Then as I got into my twenties, I was independent. I went to college, um, I started researching other things because I became disillusioned with the sort of modern medical system. And there's a gradual overlap as I become disillusioned with one system and I start to venture into the other, but I'm still to some degree relying on the modern medical system as I'm dipping my toes in the alternative world. So those are the two the two kind of major options that you have if we're going to sort of talk with broad strokes. And they're both very flawed um, for a number of reasons. And you need to understand those flaws um, in order to be able to navigate them. And so that's ultimately my goal is to give you tools and and knowledge to navigate that rather than just blindly going down one route. So. As I said, the modern medical system—I've touched on this a lot recently. Modern medicine is not is not geared towards um, it's not geared towards chronic health issues. It just doesn't seem to work. I mean, I'm sure there are odd instances where it does work, but I think those are the exception rather than the rule. Uh, for the most part, if you go to your doctor, you have a problem you have maybe chronic back pain for years and they're focused on the back pain. They're focused on that in a very isolated sense. So you might go for an X-ray. You might be referred out for that. Depending on the results, you might eventually go to a specialist. And basically the process of going into further into that system tends to be a further narrowing down and isolating of single parts. So it becomes, I've got back pain to I've got a slip disc here to I've got, you know, and you know, a pinpoint surgery of this very specific part performed by a specialist in this very specific thing. And so you just zoom in and zoom in and zoom in onto this very singular issue that might not even be an issue. And really what we need to be doing, um, is zooming out. We need to be looking at the entirety of the issue. Understanding, yes, this is where you're feeling the pain. This is where you're drawn to. This is where your focus is drawn to. But this is all operating within a um, a complex individual who has a lifetime of experiences and an individual environment and, and all these sorts of things. So we need to understand the bigger picture and it's fine to know the in and outs of You know it's not to to say that any of this expertise that these specialists have is useless i mean it's great to have that knowledge but it shouldn't come at the cost of being able to connect the dots and see the bigger picture because chances are you'll have experienced a certain amount of this and they just they just isolate things and they'll say well if we just fix this part then you'll be fine because they're they're looking at the, the body in this mechanical way like a mechanic who's fixing a car. You know, this this part is faulty, therefore I'm going to replace this part and then everything will be fine. But it just completely ignores. It's just this very low resolution view of the body because the body doesn't work that way. When you have a problem with one thing, something is out of balance, so some sort of coping mechanism is engaged. A uh, stress response to aid with that that problem or an immune response or whatever it is so when something is affected in the body there is compensation in other systems to cope with that um simple example is you know if you aren't eating enough then you become hungry and other systems are involved then to cope with that and that's a very simplistic example but the point is that you can't you just can't Isolate these things and expect to solve chronic issues and again, I really want to Drive home the point that we are talking about chronic issues that develop over time um, and that have been there for a long time. I'm not talking about a gunshot wound if you have a gunshot wound I'm not thinking well, you know Tell me about your mother and tell me about the house that you grew up in and, you know all this kind of stuff obviously that's not what we're talking about but I will mention it again because People seem to have um, a, a bad memory when it comes to these things. So, the point is, you cannot look at the body in isolation. You cannot, um, you cannot break it down into these component parts and expect to resolve these very complex issues that are always going to be intertwined with various uh, systems. So that is, that is the reality of modern medicine for the treatment of chronic health issues. Again, it's not always the case, and if it isn't the case, brilliant, I'm happy for you. If if they were able to solve your issue, then you're probably not listening to this. But chances are, this is my experience, and, and it makes perfect sense based on how medicine is taught and how the whole culture works, chances are this is your experience or you, you're familiar with this kind of experience because Yeah, it's just not fit for purpose. You know, the way I was thinking about it recently is sort of like if you had a problem and you could rank the solutions for it Again, something like a gunshot wound, the best possible solution is to go to your emergency department in a hospital and go to a surgeon and go to emergency doctors. There is no better solution to that. You know, homeopathy, naturopathy, Chiropractic, whatever it is, acupuncture—they don't come anywhere near that. And you know, there's a very clear winner in that context, and that is well deserved. Uh, you know, nothing but respect for people—you uh, know, for medical professionals who can do that kind of work and who have trained to do that and who save lives. So that 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 should go without saying. But so, in the case of again traumatic injury, there is a clear winning solution for that and that is modern medicine but we kind of tend to lump in medicine when we think of medicine we think of medicine you know it's all facets of medicine but it's a very different thing when it comes to chronic health issues and things that are essentially aren't really life-threatening and are related to lifestyle you know deficiencies and imbalances if you were to rank these things and you were to say okay I've got a chronic health issue what is the best solution modern medicine generally speaking is not going to come anywhere near that top spot because it it, like I said it's just not equipped to to deal with these things but because there is this sort of prestige and reverence of medicine as as this institution you know we have respect for doctors and it's not to say that we shouldn't but you know there there's all of these things permeate our culture um i talk about this a bit in in my book which which isn't released yet but um it's not even finished yet but there are very few like any shows about doctors tend to portray them as heroic you know they're superhuman people and and they'll, they'll, they'll always be you know flaws to these people to make them realistic and to make it you know the show dramatic and the you know it can be like this brilliant surgeon but he's a you know he cheats on his wife and all this and you're like he's so brilliant but he's he's still human and all that but the point is is that there is a uh, whether on purpose or by happenstance and again we don't need to be too concerned with that but we just need to recognize that there is this um there is this sort of reverence and boosting of of the field of medicine and making it um, just making it sort of untouchable and and unquestionable like we're not we're not supposed to question these things we're not supposed to question these people and and this is very clear and with everything that's going on now with with covid you know people are we being told one thing and and our lived experiences is quite different so you're starting to say like is this really, Like what's going on, something's not quite right. But you're not supposed to question this establishment, these powerful, reputable, authoritative people. So I think it's very, very important to recognize that influence and and how that affects our culture and ultimately it affects our, um, our beliefs and the way we operate in the world. And so a major, again for me, going through this, you know, having chronic health issues and becoming disillusioned with the ultimate authority on health, which is the modern medical system, going through that forced me to kind of reflect on things and say, well, what's this all about? Like, is it really as infallible as I've been led to believe? And to be, to be fair, like I always grew up in like my mother was never she was always open to things like Chinese medicine and all this other kind of stuff. So I I, I didn't even grow up in a in a family or environment that, that really revered modern medicine. But, you know, we we're a regular people and, you know, you respect what that represents and you go to the doctor and you go to the hospital when you have a problem because, you know, that's that's how pervasive this kind of culture is. So there there's I think there needs to be this sort of and like this is mentioned a lot, but it's sort of this red pilling, you know, it's, it's, it's from the matrix and I, I get it's, it's a bit cringy, but there's a degree of truth to it of realizing that you have this world in your head and it is not the world that you actually live in. So what you see and what is actually true are two different things. And I think, um, in a lot of cases, it's it's necessary to go through that process, in order to come to um, come to a solution for your chronic chronic health issues, and and this is something that I think a lot of people are going through, in particular this past year with everything that's happened. Um, but again, to, to sort of go circle back to my initial point, if you are in chronic pain, the reason why I don't like I'm not going to give you. Are not really gonna spend a huge amount of time giving you another stretch, giving you another exercise and all this, is because what does that add? Like, I need you, or I don't need you to do anything, but if you want to get better, you need to some degree to begin to question the world and and the way you see it. And if this is all a bit new to you, you need to be eased, eased into the idea that the systems that you put so much faith in are not fit for purpose, and they are built on a lot of bad science, um, corrupt, uh, you know, basically money money directing research and, and things in certain directions that aren't that aren't always uh, driven by finding the best solutions, medicine not entirely of course, but particularly nowadays is largely driven by profits. Where can we, you know, if I'm going to fund you to do some research, what am I getting for this? You know, because you can't just research whatever the hell you want, unless you have tons of money to do that. Research costs money, you know, good quality research is going to cost money and it's going to take time, you know, span over a significant amount of time. So you need money to do that. And who's going to give you that money? I mean obviously some good people with lots of money will just give you that money to do the research whatever research but more often than not there is you know there is a motive they want to steer things in a certain direction and what you have now is is medicine that is steered towards isolating syndromes and isolating you know the specific gene for this specific condition and pursuing things that don't hold up to scrutiny, but, you know, so much money has been invested into them and we've spent all of this time and built uh, built careers and industries around these things that we we have no incentive to, you know, let that all crumble and go for something uh, different, go for the truth. And this is something that, that's been very apparent to me with becoming a physical therapist. And then, you know, initially I'm treating people in this exact exact way that I've been taught. And I realize that it doesn't really work the way I want it to work or the way I believe it should work. You know, it's not really that effective. And so what do I do then? Do I, do I just give up on everything? Give up on everything that I've built and start over? And Well, that's what I did and luckily I was in a position where I could afford to do that because I was always working on the side and so I Never got to a point where I was completely dependent on Work that I was doing that was work that I Didn't fully Believe in so I was able to Work one way realize it didn't work and then start over do something different and then start over and do something different But I don't know I my impression is that that is not the norm. Most people get into an industry and they get dug in and they don't necessarily question it that much or they don't have a reason to question it initially. And then if they do have a conscience and do start to see flaws in the work that they've been doing and the whole industry that they're part of and the ideas that they're propagating, it's very hard to step out of that because your entire life has been built around that you know your income and all these things i mean i mean i don't know I, i presume this is this should be obvious enough so again to circle back a second time you are in chronic pain you have uh two major options and that first major option is to go down the general modern medical route and go through that system and as i've hopefully made clear to you now um, in broad terms. It's just a system that's not fit for purpose. So you're going to, you're not going to, chances are you're not going to get the solution you want. Now, here's the other, the other major obstacle. Suppose you then go down the alternative route. You go down the natural medicine, whatever it is. The issue here is that it's a slightly different issue. but it does have some parallels. But what's different is that it's mostly just an oversaturated market. So part of the problem with modern medicine is that it's too standardized and protocolized. I don't know if that's a word, but uh, you know, it's, it's all protocols. Unless you, as far as I understand from what I've read, unless you're a, a doctor operating, operating at a very high level, you don't necessarily have that much leeway with how you treat people. Uh, at the lower levels, uh, nurses as well, there are protocols. You, you know, someone comes in with this and that, that's the point of, you know, triage and, and figuring out, you know, isolating the syndrome, isolating the issue, and you have protocols. So it's all very narrow, it's all very linear, and it's, um, there's no room for, you know, individuality, really, or considering the individual. So that's one end of the spectrum. And then on the opposite end, again, if you go down the alternative route, is it's just an absolute mess of uh, it's just an overcrowded market. There's way too much out there um, to be able to, you know, easily navigate it without probably coming across some sort of issues. Because you've got chiropractors, osteopaths, physical therapists, all sorts of other denominations of types of therapists, massage therapists, acupuncturists, and that's, you know, sort of on the surface level. Then within that, you know, if you take chiropractic, for example, within that you have various forms of chiropractic. You have, uh, you know, a chiropractor, chiropractor, excuse me, who who swears by a specific modality and they have their method and they are a Gonstead chiropractor or they are a whatever chiropractor. I, I should have brushed up on the terms, but the point is there's, there's different, different schools of thought within that umbrella of chiropractic and so some people will say you know if you frequent health forums people will say well I tried chiropractic and and it didn't work for me it was a waste of time and then obviously someone is going to chime in and say well that's because you did traditional chiropractic you needed to do Gonstead chiropractic or you needed to do activator method chiropractic or you needed to you know, see a person who studied under guru, whatever. Um, and this goes for everything. It's acupuncture. Oh, but that's that watered down Western acupuncture. You need to go to Tung's family style acupuncture, which you can only get over in China. And when, I, and when I'm saying this, I'm not trying to belittle or make fun of any of this, these techniques. That's not my point. The point is, is that it's just an, an absolute mess of information and there's just way too much information for for most people to be able to navigate through it without making some sort of mistake and because health is so complex uh, and this is something i'll i will have to cover in a in a different episode uh, but because it's so complex and so hard to gauge if you've got no sort of um foundation You can do all sorts of stuff that seems good initially, or it's good for a small period of time, but that's enough time for you to have bought into the narrative and to have maybe uh, bonded with a therapist or a community of people who get it. You know, they're your people. They know the way things work. You know, your Gonstead chiropractic people, again, not to pick on that, but just, you know, for the sake of picking one, they know. They're onto the truth. They really get it. And to be honest, maybe they, maybe that is the case. I'm not saying that isn't. Uh, it probably isn't, but it, that's not my point. My point is you end up in this bubble out of thousands of bubbles. And why did you end up in that bubble? Well, God knows, because, you know, you went down one path and you had, you know, it. you had this kind of experience and that kind of nudged you in this direction. And you, it's all a bit chaotic. Um, I feel like... For me, I went down the whole, I was always interested in osteopathy. I never did the chiropractic things. So for me, it was osteopathy, cranial osteopathy, and then it was nutrition. But then when I got into nutrition, it was all the low-carb stuff. At least initially, it was all the alkaline stuff. It's all about alkalinity. Then you do that, and then it's all about the carbs. you got to limit the carbs. And then, you know, you go down these various different things, and you have your gurus, and you have your you're, you know, the priests of the the religion that, that you've uh, bought into and that you follow. And for me, that's the way it happened to go. If the timing had been different, if things had been slightly different, if my life experiences had been slightly different, I could just as easily have gone down the raw vegan path and, and the the, energy healing path or whatever it is. Like, it, that, that's my point is that there's, Like thousands of options to you And thousands of potential trajectories And what determines you going down one path Versus another path Is largely arbitrary And is largely down to You know, just Just randomness And, well, you know, you might call it randomness You could probably identify Specific aspects of your personality and, And your environment at the time And things like that but you know effectively it's it's randomness and so you end up you know god knows where you end up and you you i mean you'll know where you've ended up you'll have you'll have all sorts of allegiances and i i do as well you know i'm not saying that you you come out of this or the solution is to have none of these things but you know you'll have the things that you that you believe in you know if you've gone down this alternative route if you've already um, given up on modern medicine and said look that's that's not for me that that doesn't work and you see that for what it is again in the context of chronic health you likely have your own affiliations you know you're a low carber you're a carnivore you're a vegan you're a raw vegan well you know you're a vegan but a low carb vegan and then you're a fruitarian or and then you're chiropractic but no you're gentle chiropractic you know the type that they they teach in sweden not that 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 stuff that that's taught in the UK and and the US again like you could go endlessly into this stuff and you will have your allegiances and so where do you end up and and like what ultimately like what do you do like what do you do with that because they can't all be right and I think a lot a lot of the time most of these things are popular and are still around because they've identified some degree of the truth and maybe sometimes that the only degree of truth that they've identified is that the western medical system is not fit for purpose and that is enough to then sell you on their version of things so yeah i'm I'm sort of i i hope that that makes sense this would be easier if this were a conversation but hopefully that makes sense. So what we have is just way too too many options. And so if I'm if I'm just giving you you know here's a stretch and this is a, a stretch from the anatomy and motion uh, modality or this is a exercise from functional patterns or this is a breathing exercise from Boueco and all of these modalities and all of these, world views you might say they have their own lore they have their own ideas their own priests and and things that you buy into and stories that you buy into and so if i give you if i just give you another exercise what, like what what does that how does that help that's just another bit of noise because if you buy into a lot of these things or if, if the timing is just right and it's presented to you in in just the right way then you know you'll listen to it and you'll buy into it and maybe it'll be effective for you but if if you come from a different school of thought or if you you hear that I'm uh, you know I eat meat and you've come from this vegan background you're just going to dismiss what I have to say so effectively what what's going to happen more often than not is that I'm just gonna end up preaching to the choir. So people who have already bought into, you know, the things that I believe in, or my, you know, the teams that I'm in, will just end up, you know, th- those people who were there anyway. They agreed with this stuff anyway, and you see this a lot. Again, I sorry to make this all about COVID, but it's it's just such a, I mean, we're all living through it, and it's such a, a an interesting opportunity to, to notice these things but I see a lot of talk on COVID and, you know, people who are calling it into question, but they're doing it in a way that isn't necessarily going to convince many people. It might convince a handful of people a bit who are on the fence or sort of don't really have an opinion, but people who buy into one side of the COVID, uh, buy into one way of viewing COVID, it's not going to convince them and it's just going to convince the people who already agree with you. So if I give you, if I just give you advice, if I say, "Hey, I'm the back pain coach. Here's here's this exercise for back pain, and here's a stretch. And I learned the stretch from, from my mentor Gary Ward from Anatomy in Motion. And this is a, a stretch for you to do." Well, cool. I mean, I guarantee it's going to be a good stretch, you know, because Anatomy in Motion is excellent. Gary Ward is. Is is one of the best people as far as I can tell in in the world of biomechanics And so what I'm going to give you is going to be good, but how does it? help you better navigate the chaos Because if you've bought into that kind of stuff already then you're probably I mean I probably didn't need to convince you to begin with and if you have whatever biases against certain aspects of what I do or how I live my life or you know, the modalities that I prefer, you're just going to ignore that bit of advice. And maybe that bit of advice would have been life-changing for you. And I, I refer to this all the time, but I, you know, I went to see an osteopath and he he taught me how to breathe like years and years and years ago. And it just didn't click and I just didn't buy into it. And it's just, it just that piece of advice. Like I loved every every other piece of work that he did. I found it tremendously beneficial and really interesting like I was really into you know I really bought into that form of treatment that I was getting and I got a lot out of it but then he started talking about breathing and that for me didn't fit in to my view of the world or to my idea of what you know I needed or what um osteopathy should be or all you know all this kind of stuff so I just didn't I just didn't buy into this idea of breathing. I just didn't really get it. I didn't apply it. And later on, when I studied, uh, I did a mentorship. It was a bit before this, but it was really cemented when I did a mentorship with Dave O'Sullivan. He's an Irish physio working in the UK. He's worked high level with rugby teams. And by that point, based on the experiences I'd had and based on the way he presented it and based on all sorts of other factors that I'm probably not even consciously aware of, you know i got it i got the importance of the breathing and i applied it and understanding breathing was uh, one of the most life-changing and important things i've ever done for my health and i can tell you that all day i can i can and i do (laughs) i talk about this all the time i talk about breathing all the time and why you just need to learn how to breathe learn how to breathe before you do anything else because it's it's this most fundamental human function. Um, and I go on and on about it, but some people just aren't going to buy into that and it's just not going to land with them. So those are those two major obstacles. Next I'm going to um, present a potential obstacle and then I'll wrap up with, with sort of Solution what I think the overall solution is so So you either go down the traditional medicine route and you realize that it's not fit for purpose Hopefully you realize that instead of continuing to rely on it Or you go down the alternative route and you know God knows where you end up then Unless you have you know the skills that I'll talk about towards the end But you know you could end up a raw vegan who doesn't actually eat food and eats sunlight and you know whatever. Or you could become a carnivore and all you eat is steaks and you do crossfit or, you know, whatever. God knows where you'll end up. So those are the two major things. And, you know, giving you an exercise doesn't really solve the problem. It doesn't really help you navigate those obstacles. And now the third kind of potential obstacle is that, again, why I'm I'm not necessarily too interested in just giving you an exercise is that I'm fairly confident that if I had enough time with someone, uh, talking to them, getting to know, like if if I'd lived with you for a week, and we identified, you know, the foods you eat, the reactions you have, all these sorts of things, I'm fair, and this I'm not trying to be cocky or anything, but I, I, this would be the case for many therapists who who look at these things broadly. I'm fairly confident that I would be able to identify very clearly what it is that you need to get better and map it out very clearly for you to do and all you would have to do is just follow the advice and you would get better it might take a few months but it would happen you know it's it's actually not that complicated like all of these things are fairly fairly straightforward once you start to to dig into them so I'm confident that You know, I could just give you things to do and many people could just give you exactly what to do and you would get better. But here's the thing. (laughs) You're not going to do them. And I say you. This isn't an accusatory you. It's the plural you. And in you, I mean me. I mean we. One is not going to do this. We're not going to... We just don't follow the advice. Because again, this this comes back to what I was saying earlier, is that you have your worldview. So if I say to you, and there, there's, I talked about this a bit recently, working with someone, and they happen to be vegetarian, and I didn't I didn't breach I didn't go down this sort of uh, line of advice because I, I didn't think it was a good idea at, at that time and because I was referring them out anyway but um, I part of my advice if I were to just be completely blunt and, and just map out everything would have been you know start consuming more animal products and that would have clashed with their worldview and their ethics and all all this kind of stuff so they wouldn't have they probably would not have just followed that advice. Like maybe over time, as they were convinced of certain things and different pieces of information were presented to them, they might start to reintroduce animal products and and start to change their, their view of things. But in that instance, and that's just one example, and you can apply this to most people, there are going to be pieces of advice that you're like, okay, yeah, fair enough, that's grand, I can do that then there are gonna be things where you're like, where where they will respond, and they probably won't say this to you, but they just won't do do them. They just won't do this exercise, or they just won't make this change to their lifestyle. And they're probably not even aware of why that is. You know, you'll talk to them, and oh, did you do this, did you do that? And they're like, yeah, I was, you know, I did the exercise, been great with the exercises, not so much with the sleep, you know, and not really been that good with changing the diet. And it's a a tough thing to kind of um, grapple with to kind of, you know, not make them feel bad and try to, you know, reflect back, you know, what might be going on and make them realize, you know, why is it exactly that they haven't followed this piece of advice? Is it purely a practical issue? They just didn't have the time. Is there some sort of resistance? Is there some sort of they just don't believe you when you when you give them that advice and they're just, you know, they're they're kind of being polite and saying, you know, I want to do this, but I, I don't really understand why I should be doing it. So with every piece of advice that you give, you're giving that to an individual who has their worldview, they have the religion that they've bought into, whether whether it's the chiropractic carnivores, or the the vegan osteopaths, or the, or the shamanic energy healers who are fruitarian, you know, and these are just kind of, Ridiculous blunt examples, but you know, what I mean we all have The religions the churches that we're part of and we have our biases and we have our beliefs and So when I give you advice, even if it's the best possible advice in the world Even if it'll solve every single one of your problems and you know, it will guarantee a better life for you pain-free That is all going to be subject to these filters and these biases that you have and that we all have, you know, again, none of this is accusatory. None of this is, you know, I've overcome this and I'm superior. So you need to join me up here. Um, none of it is that. So that, that, that's sort of that third obstacle that most of us have to deal with. Some people, sometimes you're lucky and you work with people and They just do, they do everything. They've bought into it. Um, And that's the value of doing things like this, doing the, the content on social media and marketing people will talk about this, like showing your personality, who you are, so that people, because people want to work, whether they realize it or not, they want to work with people that they, you know, might be friends with, or, you know, have something in common with there needs to be some sort of rapport there that's built either directly or indirectly so the best results i get are working with people who maybe have been following my work for a while before they've actually reached out for treatment and so then by the time it gets to treatment it's really easy it's so easy you're just like okay let's try this let's do this they do it they don't they don't need to be sold and none of it clashes with their worldview. And they're very open and that's going to work again no matter what field you're in if you're the shamanic vegan fruitarian healer you're going to have better results with the person who buys into that um and similarly if you're the keto carnivore crossfitter you're going to have better results with the person who's who's on that same page who's sort of already in that club with you because They've bought into it, they believe the advice And that's That's a double edged sword Because again If the advice is good Then great, then it's going to work But if the advice is bad Then it's going to be disastrous And again that's that chaos of You go into the um, You go into the alternative health world And I mean if you have no sort of framework To navigate that You could, and you I mean, it happened to me. I made my health worse initially, better in some ways, far worse in other ways. And every, many, many people have stories like this. You just end up ruining your health in, in a different way or, you know, just further than it was before. Because, again, we're not solving the ultimate issue, which is what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. Which is, again, why I, I don't think there's much value in saying here's another stretch. Here's another exercise. Um, because we need, and this is, this is the solution we need to, we need to have awareness of our biases. We need to have awareness of what informs our view of the world. So if you've bought in fully to the whole Western medicine system, you know, trust, trust the experts, trust the science, You know, oh, I'm not going to listen to that guy. A doctor told me this, and I'm not going to listen to some naturopath or some guy who couldn't get into medical school. You know, they'll they'll just assume that that's that's what's happened. Um, You know, this kind of authoritarian thinking or belief in the authority of of modern medicine, you need to be able to recognize that Um, and then... So that, that's, again, on, on the one side, if, if that's the way you go down um, in terms of finding a solution for your health issue, if you're just like, well, I'm going to trust the scientists, I'm going to trust, obviously, these people who obviously know what they want, because, well, I don't even know what the justification is, but because they have a monopoly on, on the whole health system. They, they are the health system. They have this authority that's, that's been deeply ingrained. Obviously I'm going to go with them. I'm gonna trust them. And if that's the case, you need to learn to start to question authority, start to question where, what are all these claims and these, yeah, these claims that they make, what are they based on and what if they're wrong? And a lot of the way you learn that is just through experience. You know, you'll go to the most prestigious person in the field and you'll be completely deflated and let down by their response. But hopefully you have hope in getting better and so you start to seek other things. So you start to go down the alternative route and that is that sort of red pilling of realising that, oh, I had one view of the world, which is this, you know, medical supremacy, Western scientific materialist supremacy of you know this is this is the ultimate truth and it's actually not it's their version of the truth and they just have the dominant voice in this space and it's the same way like why i talk about you shouldn't a lot of times you shouldn't be so confident about whatever scientific claims or framework that you're Believing in now because in 50 years Or whether it's 100 years or 1000 years They will look back on Something that you bought into now And think you're an idiot They'll, they'll, They'll wrap their heads They won't be able to wrap their heads around How you possibly could have thought What you thought so there was a time When we thought the earth was flat And it couldn't be any other way and now Some of us Obviously not all of us but Some of us think the idea that The earth would be flat is ludicrous Um, and that's because we need to recognize how much we don't necessarily reason through these things we don't um, we use a lot of shortcuts we see people that we perceive as authoritative and knowledgeable on the topic and we believe them you know if Neil deGrasse Tyson tells you something you're not inclined to fact check him but if some dirty anti-vaxxer tells you something, you'll be like, ah, that's been debunked and you don't investigate it. Again, some people will and some people won't, but I would encourage you to recognize that tendency. Do you just, do you hold the priests of your religion uh, to the same standard as those of the opposing side? So do you feel like Are you just making a major assumption That everyone Everyone is doing this in good faith And everyone who Who is presenting the dominant um, The dominant paradigm in science Or health Is right Or are you going to investigate it Are you going to say Well maybe these people are wrong Because truth isn't about a majority It's not about consensus Not that they're ever really is consensus, but, you know, people will people will appeal to consensus, um, you know, you need to be able to, to say, well, the truth is the truth, it doesn't matter if the majority of the population says it's this way, because, you know, if everyone says that five plus five is 20, uh, that doesn't make it true, and also, you don't need to be a mathematician, to assert the truth that two plus two equals four. So, beginning to recognise these appeals to authority, um, and challenge. You know, what is it that really is the foundation of, of your worldview? So, if if you if you entirely believe in, in Western modern medicine, well, why? Is it just that you've made some pretty major assumptions that they're right? And it's not to say that they're entirely wrong, but. Have you just made the assumption that they're right? Have you ever challenged them on anything? Have you ever sought out differing opinions? And you'll find that with so many, so many different theories and ways of viewing things and modalities and treatments, there are alternatives. And they can't all be right, but someone is probably right or someone is probably the closest to the truth. And you cannot assume that it is the most dominant side and the most popular and authoritative side that has um, a monopoly on the truth because more often than not uh, I found it to to not be the case so that's again if you're you're, um, more in that trusting western modern medicine uh, that's what you need to start Doing is challenging authority, challenging. You know what, what assumptions are you making about about health and about how these people come to their conclusions and and where their authority lies. And if you're inclined to go down the um, the alternative route, you need to you need to sort of do the same thing. You need to understand that. You need to ask yourself why did you go for this versus that, and you need to start. Um, viewing conflicting pieces of information because if you go into a bookshop you'll see that there is there are books about if you go to the health section there'll be a book about veganism there'll be a book about low carb there'll be a book about carnivore diets there'll be a book about whatever and they're, they're all claiming to have the answer and they will all have scientific literature to back up what they're saying but they can't all be right. You know, one of them has to be, you know, the truth is the truth. It can't be multiple things at once. But they're all making compelling, seemingly scientific cases for what they believe. So what you're likely to find if if what you're doing, if you're going down the alternate route and you're the reality isn't really matching your expectations, so you're getting better, but, you know, not really as, not fully better, there's this maybe a certain plateau, maybe a certain thing that you haven't reached, you haven't really been able to resolve, but, you know, you keep kind of digging further down into your ideology, you need to be able to say, well, maybe I'm wrong, or maybe what I'm following is only partially true there's a missing piece and a lot of this is only really done through trial and error again because like I said if you know I could tell you what to do but you're probably not going to do it so the realistic way that you learn is just through trial and error but you need to have a solid sort of grounding in in this sort of critical thinking to be able to recognize okay maybe I'm fooling myself now Maybe, you know, I bought into the whole carnivore thing, I felt great initially, but now I'm not. I'm feeling sluggish, I'm feeling groggy, I'm feeling, you know, frustrated and angry. Maybe, maybe it helped me for a bit because of some sort of reason, and maybe I'm going to start listening to the people who are critics of this view of things. Um, And that's all, it's very challenging. And this is what I mean, it's the ultimate goal is teaching you how to think, to challenge you to think differently and to be able to have the mental agility and flexibility to be able to observe one point of view and then keep that, you know, sort of separate from yourself. Don't become engulfed by it. Don't become inhabited by this idea. Just observe that idea and then take a step back, observe this idea on the other side, the complete opposite end of the spectrum and then take a step back from that and observe the entirety of it. And I talked about this initially in my newsletters. Around the topic of politics. Everything is so polarised. And the same with Covid. You know where you know you either believe this is the plague. Or you believe it's all been made up. So start to practice this ability to observe. Um, without being overwhelmed by the emotions. Overwhelmed by the ideology. Because... That's that's how you're going to get to the solution. Whether you're starting from buying into the whole Western medicine thing as, as the ultimate way towards health, you will eventually come into some problems. Um, I mean, hopefully you won't, but probably you will. So being able to say, okay, maybe I've been wrong, or maybe these people are wrong, or maybe they're missing some portion. So I need to be able to step out of that and not be not be so emotionally involved with this view of the world uh, and then the same again if you're going down the alternative route if you're a vegan um, be able to say well maybe I've gotten this wrong and the, the, it gets hard now because because of the communities involved in these things and and it's the same problem with corrupt science and people who are doing work that is just illegitimate or is just not effective is that you have a community and you have a world view and you have an income So maybe you're the vegan influencer and, and you are, you know Pretty outspoken about animals rights and And, you know, we shouldn't, we need to save the planet and all this stuff And then you're like I'm, I'm wearing down, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not healthy, I'm, I'm withering away And I slipped up and I ate a burger and suddenly Suddenly I feel not like I'm dying and that's this huge conflict there of the, the um, reality does not match with your expectations cognitive dissonance and you have this tremendous weight and pressure from that community that you're in and that worldview that you're taking part of and that you're a key player in you know if you're this major influencer there was a there's a funny um <laughs> meme i saw this morning about it was um I forget his name He's one of the big uh, nutrition guys Weightlifting guys it's Sort of very kind of by the book Doesn't do any of the more uh, uh, Fatty or outrageous things uh, I think Lane Norton, BioLane And he was talking about Paul Saladino Who's a carnivore guy Who wrote a book apparently This is all allegedly I haven't, I haven't fact-checked this It's just, it's just a funny story But uh, apparently this Paul, uh, Paul Saladino guy Had a, a book about the carnivore diet a year ago Obviously, he believes that is, you know, the best way towards health. But now what he's done, apparently, since then, he has reintroduced, um, like, fruit and rice and honey. So he's, you know, he's gone away from the whole, uh, carnivore thing and he's gone away from the whole, uh, low carb thing and he's introducing carbs. And like th- this guy was saying, well like i hope you've I hope you've gotten a refund from from buying that book because that guy is just admitting that his book is not uh, is not the ultimate truth when it comes to health. And that's the thing like when you've bought into this idea and you have this worldview and you have part of your income and you're this sort of um you're this authority on the on the topic, it's quite hard to to then recognize that and say, by the way I was wrong I retract all of that information I'm removing that book from publication and There are very few people who will do that um, There's an interesting a woman Doreen Virtue She she went from the whole new age thing Then she became Christian And then she went completely against all of her um, All of her teachings beforehand And saying you know These are evil things that I used to believe And it's not to say that she's right or wrong But that level of integrity Is very um very interesting and very commendable. And so that, these are things to look out for in these people. Like how how do they deal with contradicting information? Uh, how do you deal with contradicting information? Does it upset you? Does it annoy you? Do you deny it? Or do you say, oh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, when someone presents a different point of view, do you get annoyed? Or do you... Actually, this is, this is a nice way to kind of think about it, is if if you follow someone... And you generally respect their opinion But then they They say something that kind of catches you off guard Do you then suddenly Dismiss them So this is, you know, we'll see this in cancel culture So someone that you You respect, you like them You agree with what they say And then they say something that You That is That goes against what you believe they should say What do you do then? Do you you cancel them, that's, so that's the problem that, that we're seeing, people suddenly are, are bad people because they have a slightly different opinion, or do you say, well, I, you know, I used to, I agree with you all on all of these other things, and now you're saying something that doesn't really make sense to me, so maybe you understand something that I don't, maybe you're onto something that I haven't gotten yet, so maybe I should investigate this more, So that should be your attitude when you've bought into a certain thing and you're part of one particular worldview is when you see differing opinions, when you see particularly people who, who you trust suddenly deviate from, you know, the script and the gospel say, okay, maybe, maybe they're onto something. And, and that's, that's what I've gotten very much in the habit of doing is, is trying to be completely open to as many things as possible and saying okay that's interesting that's you know why do you think that why how did you get to this conclusion um and through this you can start to really identify what are the grains of truth and the nuggets of truth and ultimately they will guide you to the truth and and part of that is not being dogmatic not being too collectivist not being too involved in in whatever Uh, The tribe is so, you know, there are certain things, you know, I'm very fond of the work of Ray Pete Um, He's a biologist and and all the kind of people associated with that Um, I'm very fond of the work of Anatomy in Motion of functional patterns of PDTR but I don't ever want to be a such-and-such person I don't ever want to be a Ray Pete person a PDTR person I want to always be an individual. I don't want to be part of that tribe or any of those tribes because I want to always be able to just go wherever I need to go or go wherever the truth is and take what is useful from here and and so on. So I would encourage you to aspire to do that. So I'll begin to wrap up, but that's that's essentially it. So if you ask me, well, why don't you talk about <laughs> why don't you talk about back pain more? That's why I don't talk about back pain more because there's nothing new. There's not much. There's not really not that much that's new on the topic. There aren't any secret stretches that are being developed um, and that are to be released and that are going to solve the, the the problem. There's nothing new under the sun. The answers are all there, but the challenge is getting the answers to you and you being able to uh, to be receptive to those answers. And the only way we get to that, really in this sustainable way, that 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 works towards improving everyone's health is having personal responsibility, having critical thinking skills, having no allegiance to anything but the truth, and just becoming Um, Being in charge of your health Taking control Don't outsource things Don't simply follow a guru Because you identify with them Be able to go against that Be able to identify the strengths of certain things Uh, Acknowledge the weaknesses And take what is useful from uh, From everything that you come across And that, that is the way That you will get better And that's the way I got better It wasn't a stretch It wasn't a modality You know there are certain things that helped a lot Anatomy in motion for me helped a lot PDTR helped a lot breathing helped a lot, but that was me There are a million other things that could help you a lot but the reason I was able to Take what was useful there and move on to something else and ultimately get better was because I was always curious and I was always I wasn't I didn't have allegiance to one certain thing and I just wanted to get better and I was willing to um, to have my view of the world sort of shattered and remolded and reshaped. And I was willing to be uncomfortable to identify um, what is what is accurate. So there you go. Hopefully that <laughs> that kind of answers um, why I don't spend much time on back pain exercises. And it's partly because I've done that already. And now, you know, once you understand this, we can have a, a more productive time sharing exercises. So if you have this kind of understanding, if you're working from this framework, from this point of view, when I give you an exercise or I give you a stretch or whatever it is, you're in a much better position to uh, make use of that and to make that work for you. So hopefully that makes sense. I'd love to, if, if this doesn't make sense, if you have any questions, I would really like to hear what you have to say in particular to do with this because it is all a, bit, uh, all a bit new and all a bit just sort of in my head until I, I say it out loud. So I'm not sure how much sense this makes. I think it makes sense. But um, yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts. So hope you enjoyed that and uh, hopefully I'll hear from you and I'll see you in the next episode. Have a good day.